Ozempic and weight loss drugs have taken Hollywood by storm. Even Oprah has come out recently admitting to taking a weight loss drug to help her manage her weight. I think Ozempic can be a great tool, but today I want to share three big mistakes that I see people making when they take it. Also on this episode, I want to go over seven signs that you are in a lasting marriage. So much stuff to discuss you guys. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. Welcome back everybody. Welcome back. Another episode, Candidly with Coffee. Hope y'all had a good weekend. We got Janine Escobar here. And Michael Escobar. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. Yep. Appreciate you guys it, very it much. It is. For us, it's Saturday. You guys know this by now. We record on Saturdays. And it's cheat day, so we're headed back to San Francisco. Back to my hometown, Frisco, <laughs> La Taqueria. Yep. Shout out. We are back to La Taqueria. Yes. And I'm excited right after this episode. It's like a reward for having a good episode. Right. And it's, we're going to eat good food. That's exciting. Yeah. We have a joint love of food, you and yes, I. Yes, we do. You're a fat girl inside and I'm a fat boy inside. Yes. And I love it. Yep. I love it. All right, you guys, just a little housekeeping reminder to rate and review our podcast. We've been getting some lately and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Also, subscribe here on YouTube. <laughs> And share our podcast. You guys were growing. And honestly, I'm beyond excited about it. I literally felt like emotional this morning thinking about like people want to, they listen to our show. They do. And we hear you guys in the comments and read everything. So we appreciate you guys being very uh, interacting with us. You know, We, we see it. We hear you. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, recently I had a few people binging old episodes. So it had me reminiscing and going back to old YouTube episodes. We were only on YouTube for two years. So those only go back two years, but it just Did showed you say me. YouTube? Yeah, YouTube. Oh. Why? I thought we were on something else for two years. No, we came, we had our first YouTube episode two years ago. Wow. That flew by. Yeah. Man, it, it doesn't feel like it. it Anyways, while you, since you interrupted, uh, yes, YouTube two years ago, someone was commenting on some older episodes and they were atrocious. I know. I'm embarrassed. I'm literally embarrassed, but you know what? You just, you have to start somewhere. You do. And I'll be honest, my energy wasn't the best in some of those old episodes. I know. It took me a while to get into this. I'll be honest with you. Someone left a comment like, oh my gosh, Mike yawning. (laughs) I was like, I watched that episode and I want to smack you. I'm like, oh my God, you were the worst. In this particular episode, your energy was so off. And I was so like trying to ramp you up. And you were just like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I felt like I had you on my back and I'm dragging us through the desert. I'm a low, I was low frequency at the time for you whatever were. reason. You were. That's all right. I'm in a different ball game now though. It's crazy. But you know what? You have to have, it's cool to be able to look back on that. I mean, yeah. We've come a long way. We, yeah. we have come a long way. But I we did get a, re, a review that this one touched me. I don't know why. It just, it touched me. But it's from Ray Melton on Apple Podcasts, five-star review, and said, I found what I am missing. I actually found your shorts on YouTube and instantly was like, do they have a podcast? I listen at work, so can't really have the videos up once I... But once I found the podcast, I was hooked. I love the honesty that comes with the show. I love you, that you both think a lot like me and things don't easily offend you. Hard to come by these days. I follow other podcasts, but never found one I was looking for until I found you. Keep up the great work. Love from Baltimore, Maryland. Hey, shout out Baltimore, Maryland. Appreciate that, you. I don't know why, but that review just touched my soul a little bit. That's crazy. We're reaching people all over the yeah. place, right? Yeah. I can't tell you guys, like, this never gets old. And- that person is right. We don't get easily offended because nowadays everybody's so sensitive. Yeah. It's like a sensitive culture. It, it, cancel culture. I'm not yeah. into can- I, I I am a firm believer that you can disagree with people and have good conversations anyway. 100%. We've bickered. We've disagreed. Yeah. That's why I like the hold my coffee segment, actually, because a lot of times, sometimes it's the trolls, but sometimes it's good. It's actual subscribers, listeners of our show that just have a different opinion. And it's just an opportunity for us to have a conversation about it. Yes. But I think those kind of conversations are entertaining and good and healthy. 100%. So... I did something on my Vlogmas that I don't even tell you that I did. Oh, boy. What'd you do? I opened up about my dad. Whoa. 
I did. Wow, that's deep. I did. So if you guys have not watched my Vlogmas on YouTube, episode, Vlogmas Day 16, I believe, I had a, yeah, I did. I finally just feel, because I'm doing daily vlogs, I feel like it's not authentic for me to completely pretend like that's not happening. Yeah, that's tough too, man. I know it's hard for yeah. you to do. Yeah, and I, I didn't get in a lot into detail about it, but just to give you guys the cliff notes is I'm, I was at one time the full-time caregiver for my dad who has cancer. I mean, my mom passed away two years ago and that was like about almost a two-year situation with him. And I have stepped away from doing that because of just the mental abuse of the situation. My yep. dad is a narcissist in a nutshell, an yep. extreme narcissist and has been his entire life. And, and in retrospect, it's crazy the things that have come to light since my mom passed away. But my mom was truly an angel on this earth and she knew that this was going to happen. She warned you. Remember? She you did. She, she did. warned you. You're and, like, and, what are you talking about, mom? Yeah, like in the hospital, she was like, this is, I just feel guilt. She felt guilty that she was dying because she knew that we were going to have to deal with my dad. And I was like, oh, mom, I, I just totally blew it off. Like, I knew my dad was a narcissist to some degree, but I didn't realize the magnitude that my mom was talking about. But she said, you guys are going to have a very difficult time. And I feel bad that I'm leaving. And what we realized was my mom protected, she was like a buffer and protected us from him. She was like the shield. And um, although I saw his behavior my whole life, but it was never directed towards us. It was always yeah. directed to other people. And as a kid, you just always thought your dad was right. And there was a reason he was doing the things he did. But now it's just in retrospect, it's just crazy to think about it. And I'm going to get into a lot more detail on this show about it because honestly, the overwhelming support in just a few hours since I posted the vlogmas of other people that are experiencing having a narcissistic relationship, a parent, yeah. a sibling of some sort. I luckily have the support of my siblings. I mean, yeah. my dad is, he's in contact with only one and it's barely at the bare minimum to just handle high level care, but he's being cared for by some non-family member now, like a, a hired person. Yeah. But he is not um, taking, you know, when you take the narcissist's power away and their energy source, and I was his energy source for two years, he plugged into me and you can... Yes, it's crazy. It's almost like that. it's almost like a, he duped you. Because now what we're seeing is like, wait a minute, we thought you were sick, sicker than you are. No, not really. Yeah, he pretended he all. couldn't get out of bed. He couldn't even heat up his coffee. It was this drama and lies all the time. And since I stepped away, he's going to parties and dancing and out in front of his house. I drove by a few times and saw him. To be yeah, honest, it's, saw him but, today. And, and my mom, I had some conversations with her before she died, and now in retrospect, it's crazy. It's all making sense to me, but it was a few months before she died. It She knew she was very sick. Nobody else knew. She definitely knew. And <clears throat> she was talking to me about how difficult my dad was. And she said, honestly, I just hate that man. She would say that, but my, you got to understand culturally, my parents always bickered and it was not that crazy for her to say something like that. But I remember yeah. that conversation I had with her it was right before her birthday in September. And wow. I said to her, but mom, she said, I just want to be happy. I'm not happy. And I said, mom, wow. if you're not happy, you can leave dad. Like you have assets. You can live on your own. You can leave. And she said, I would never do that to you guys because she knew she All was. hell would break loose. Yes. And she stayed be. for us. And then she also said it was too late. And I didn't know at the time that she was ill. She was very good at hiding it. She knew for sure. But. It, it all just makes so much sense to me. And what it all boils down to, my dad is a narcissist and he's money hungry. And my mom yeah. lived with a man that she despised for many years to protect her kids. And my, and in a nutshell, I'm not going to get into too much details about that part, but my mom had assets on her own. And my dad did not receive any of those assets because my Zero. mom did not like my dad. She despised him and stayed with him for the sake of us and keeping the family together. And she had the ultimate power play. He thought he had full control over her. He was extremely controlling. 
and demeaning and mentally abusive to her. And so much has come out since she passed that is unforgivable, but she had the ultimate power play in that he thought he was about to cash in and he absolutely did not. But regardless, I still stuck around, even though he was extremely mad and just unhinged over the whole thing, I still took care of that man for two years. And you know what's sad about the whole thing? It's after your mother passed, he never, and I think you told me this, he never worried about how you guys felt about it. It was all about him, which is sad. Like your children are suffering. They lost their mother and you care No, he had, because a narcissist has no empathy. They lack empathy. And he didn't, he actually was jealous at the fact that we were grieving my mom. He was jealous of her in her death. It was really weird. Yeah. But the only, like, I would say, Dad, like, I'm ha- I need some time. Like, I lost my mom. Yeah. And he would say, what about me? Who's going to cook for me? That's literally what would come out of his mouth. Who's going to cook for me? This is before his cancer diagnosis, by the way. Able-bodied man, fully eligible to cook on his own. He was a chef, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> come on, man. And he would say, who's going to cook for me? And I looked at him like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't know that he thought that someone need, uh, that my mom, his slave, honestly, was had passed away. Now he expected me to step in as that person. I yeah. did not. I, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, exactly. I got a family and a husband and a job. You, you don't even cook for me. And I don't ask you yeah. to because you're busy. We all make our own food. But when he got sick, I got sucked in. Yeah. And I, yeah. I did everything for him. And yeah. it was never, and he would still abuse me mentally. Yes, it wasn't enough. Daily. I remember you tell me complain if his oatmeal wasn't done right, or his pancakes. Like, what's wrong with this guy? He should be appreciative, grateful, but nope, zero, nothing. No, it was insane. Like he would get mad if the, I picked a fork that was too heavy. He would toss it on the table, going, "This is too heavy," because they had a bunch of different silverware. I'd go back and get him. And I remember like I could feel like the anxiety welling up in me Yeah. when I would walk in there. But it was crazy. But anyways, more to come on this topic. I don't want to spend this whole episode talking about it. But I just realized that I wasn't saying anything because I almost felt like I was under his thumb still. And I was still protecting him. And I'm not I'm done protecting him. I'm not going to protect him. My mom lived a miserable life with him. She never got to see what life was like without him. He got her when she was 13 years old, a child, married her at 17 and controlled her every move for almost 60 years. And I did share that with him. I said, mom was miserable with you. You made her suffer for 60 years. And you don't, I have lots of memories that are now coming to light. And I'm going to share more because I know that I'm not alone. And I feel that for whatever reason, he still had something over me, which is why I was keeping quiet, even though he's spreading lies. And what's recently come to light, guys, recently is he actually started leaving me threatening voicemails because a narcissist does not like to have boundaries. They want the reaction. He wants to plug into me. He wants me to be upset and yell at him and go make a scene. But or I'm have just, me make a scene. But I'm just, physical. but I'm just ignoring him and ignoring a narcissist actually depletes them of their juice, and he's Block losing mode. it. But I blocked him and block mode. And I'm just gonna, I am gonna share. I'm hopefully in season five of what are we on season four of Canada with Coffee? Yeah. Yes, season four. In season five, I'm looking into <clears throat> getting maybe some experts on narcissism and how to deal with it and how to. Yep. So we definitely have some big things coming for this show, but I want to say that I thank you so much for the support on YouTube and this podcast. It's you guys that gave me the courage to, to come forward, and I already feel a huge weight lifted. I tried to confess this in my Vlogmas like three or four days in a row and deleted it. And Damn. I finally, like, I just said, you know what, today's, I'm going to let it go and we'll see what happens. Let and, it ride, let it ride. And the support is just crazy. Because I'm sure there's people listening that probably dealt with this too as well, that you're not alone in this, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. they could relate to this. Yeah. So more to come, you guys. You'll know when I'm ready to talk about the nitty gritty, because trust me, you don't even know the half of it yet. Nope. But that will be an episode specifically about narcissism. So yep. that's coming. So stay tuned for that. And moving on to the hot coffee topic, which I thought was actually goes well with this conversation. A man accused of stabbing his wife to death because he didn't want to eat the pancakes she'd made. 85-year-old man. 
What? That's exactly why I stopped going to my dad's 85 house. 85 year old man. Because I felt like that could happen. It started to get to that point where I thought it could get physical. 85 years old. What, what, how angry are you? 85 years old. He I mean, stabbed how much his life because he didn't want to eat pancakes. My dad's 83. What do you mean? How angry? Yeah, how angry did he these, get? These old dudes, man. What's wrong with them? God, and man. how? Yeah, exactly. He's now. She didn't survive, and he then tried to kill himself. Of course, of course, because um, he doesn't want to face the consequences. But he's facing the consequences yep, yep. because he he's did gonna, not. He's gonna have fun in prison. Good luck. Yeah, at eighty-five years old. At eighty-five years old. Sorry. Bye. 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 Good luck with those young inmates and those savages. All right, you guys. Moving on to Comet Corner. Shannon Taylor says, I have a question that hopefully you can include in a future episode. My job is requiring us to go back into the office next month, and I'm so nervous I'm going to fall back into bad habits. Habits like eating donuts or pizza they bring in, being lazy as soon as I get home, etc. Any tips? Thank you, guys. All right. Yes, I do have some tips. I actually think make sure you get a workout in or your activity in prior to going to work. Yep. So get up earlier. Yep. You're probably used to get up at the very last minute in order to make it to work in time. Get yourself in a good routine. It seems impossible, but once you get in the rhythm, it's actually very easy to do. Easy. What did we just talk about this morning? Yeah. You, you thought I was crazy getting up at four, and all of a sudden, now you're up at four. I used to get mad at you saying, you I'm not a 4 a.m. savage. No, <laughs> you were like 5.30 or so. Yeah, no, I'm 4 a.m. now, and I love it. Like, I absolutely love it, so definitely do that. Bring, make sure that you have food on hand. Yes. That's Very. your food, like your snacks and your things. Have you meal prep for work. Yes, have to. Get into a meal prep routine with food that you love, not food that you're miserable to eat. No. Because no. if you bring broccoli and chicken and someone brings in pizza, you're not going to eat the broccoli and chicken. That's true, especially if you haven't built discipline. You, yeah. It takes a while to build that discipline up. Yeah, and stay out of the break room when they have food in there that, that looks... That's enticing. Look, I used to have to do it. Like Netflix catered food all the time. I remember. I remember I'd go pick you up and I see food and they're like, ooh, I want to go in there and yeah. smash some of that food. They catered food, food 100% of the time. They had snacks and drinks and everything. And I just didn't partake. I brought my own food. I did my own meal prep. You have to stay strong, but don't subject yourself. Don't like let yourself get too hungry or don't forget your food yes, or, or don't. Make sure you're enjoying the meal prep that you're bringing. Maybe get in, maybe consider a meal prep service like with MegaFit meals. Yes. And don't fall into peer pressure. Don't let people peer pressure you. Why are you eating that? How come you're not eating this? Because you're, remember, you're on your own journey. You're not on no one else's journey. Mm -hmm. Just remember that. You're on your own path. Exactly. So don't let anybody. No. Because people you. love to derail you. Yeah, they do. Because it makes them feel uncomfortable yep. when you have self-control and yes. they don't. Yes. Facts. It makes them feel uncomfortable about it. All right, moving on to Heather Sink 2339. She says, you two are easy to listen to. My mom and dad are in their 50s and incredibly healthy. Watching them has been encouraging to me, but for some reason, I just haven't been listening to them say for the past few years the same things you guys have been saying in the multiple episodes I've watched. The YouTube algorithm, or maybe my parents' prayers, sent me one of your videos about two weeks into my changed mindset and determined focus to lose 30 pounds. I've always been athletic, worked out, but I haven't ever kept track of what I'm eating. I eat pretty healthy, but never kept track of calories and definitely never kept track of protein. I've heard you guys talk about protein on a regular and it's changed my focus, macro tracking so much easier and less troublesome. I'm learning and retraining my mind on how to think. Thank you for making it a breeze compared to other intense and incredibly restrictive mindsets for weight loss. I've lost eight pounds after five weeks and I feel this new life change and focus so refreshing. I feel good like me again. I'm turning 38 next month and it's good to be getting back to where I was when I was 28. I believe I will be. You got this. And then some. Tell yourself you're going to be even better. That's Look at us. We're older and we're getting even better. Yeah. It's all about here, right there. Yeah, I honestly, I posted a picture recently. Actually, I'll put it up here because Alyssa DM'd me as soon as she saw it. She goes, oh my God, you look older there. It's That's 15 funny. years ago. She's like, you look older in that picture than you do now. Like her boyfriend didn't even recognize me. Damn. So you know what? You're in your late 30s. Let me tell you this. The best decade is yet to come. Your 40s. Yeah, I really feel like my 40s were my best. Yeah. Because you lock in better, you get more discipline, you get things done, your mindset yeah. changes. Yeah, so I'm so happy that um, you found us, Heather. Thank you. Thank I really you appreciate much. the comment. Andrea Zumbalin, <clears throat> sorry, Zumbalin, I don't know. 
<laughs> men with gray in their beards. Yes, I'm 35 and I don't find younger men attractive either. I love this episode. It was juicy. Hey. It was juicy. The last couple episodes were a little gray juicy. Gray beards are in, huh? They are. There you go, babe. There you go. Um, Jen Boulay, 9831. Off topic. How many dogs live at Casa Escobar? I'd love to see all of them together in a vlogmas and a great episode. We have five. Five. We have a boxer named Apollo. We have an elderly French bulldog named Rocky who's blind and he just turned 11. so sad. He's 11 yeah. and struggling, but he's still with yes, us. Still with us. We have Pablo that's a French bulldog. There'll be two in ooh, January 1st. Yep. I have Charles that's a Morky who's six. And then I have Phoebe who's a year and a half. Yep. So yeah, we got quite a tribe of who's dogs. Who's a multi-poo, by the way. Yeah. So we have a tribe of dogs and we love it. That is just how we roll. Yep. All right, moving on to Oprah Winfrey came out and has come out and said, yes, like I clearly, it's obvious I've lost weight. Yes, I am utilizing a weight loss medication to help my weight loss. And it's glorious that after all these years that I have been struggling with my weight, that there's finally something that's helping me. Yeah. And I actually praise her for coming out. And, and saying it, right. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking Ozempic. I think that it is a great tool for obesity, not vanity weight. And I really still have held that belief since the beginning. If you look back in the past year, I've talked about Ozempic a lot. My stance has not changed. It is not ideal for vanity weight. No. It is for people who have a lifelong struggle with obesity like Oprah, my mother would have benefited from Ozempic. My, Your mother would have benefited mother, from yes. Ozempic. It yep. could have prolonged their lives. Yes. And so I think it is amazing medication, but I also, there's a couple of bones I have to pick. The first one, before we go into the three mistakes, is it does bother me that people in the weight loss industry as coaches or diet experts Etc. Or even like they are a keto specialist or they post about how they lost all this weight on keto or this diet or that diet, carnivore. Yep. It bothers me when they have, have now taken Ozempic and not come clean about it and still post the, this is the food I eat to, to look like this. This is how I lost. I do keto and that's how I lost all this weight in their bio. But I can see. Yeah. You can see it. You can see the bodies. That they're on a weight loss medication and they're not coming clean about it. I don't feel like everybody should have to share. I think it, it's private unless you're selling smoke and mirrors. Yep, exactly. You're selling a fraudulent program. Because I don't think, I think that's, you're, you're selling a pipe dream. Come clean and you have to come clean. And say it. Yeah. You can't sell, oh, this is how you reset your metabolism. And this is how you eat to lose weight. And this is the best diet I've ever done. And I've been able to stick to it and blah, blah, blah. But you're also taking Ozempic. Yes. Or semaglutide or whatever. You, you forgot to include that part. Yep. Yeah. That I have a problem with. I have been very honest on here and said that when I was, when we first walked into that med spa place or whatever, and we got the Mott C. Yes. I asked about semaglutide, didn't I? You did. I did. I said, hey, what do you think about semaglutide for just losing this menopause weight or whatever? And the person there said, no, absolutely not. I wasn't really super serious about it. I just threw it out there jokingly, but I asked her, what do you suggest to get rid of this weight? But I've admitted that I thought to myself, what if I just hop on it really quick to see what it's like? That way I can talk about it, what it feels yeah. like or whatever. Yeah. Then I can also lose this menopause weight. But I was 100% going to talk about it if I did it. Yeah. I was not going to do it in secret. I did not do it. I'm glad I did not do it. I did not need to do it. With hypothyroidism and menopause and the stress of a narcissistic father and abuse the last two years, I still was able to get the menopause weight off. That's true. But I feel like it's unethical if you are in the space of helping and coaching people about weight loss in any capacity and you have taken Ozempic and you're not coming clean. I agree with you 100%. You're selling snake oil. It's, it's not right. You know what I'm saying? It's like selling a product and like 
people who will snatch their bodies and are photoshopping. I use this to do this, but yeah, you're Photoshop. Come on, yeah. man, don't do that. You're that lying. Is, that's unethical. Lying to the public, yes. And so. I, it really bothers me. And I've seen just recently a, a big page that's in the keto space. It has over 500,000 followers. It is very clear that this person has hopped on the medication and they're not talking about it. What do you think? Should we uh, no. tag? You no, know who? no, I don't get it. I don't do that. I don't do that. I'm not, I don't I waste energy you. on that. I don't waste energy on waste, that kind you, of stuff. You don't have to waste energy. He'll do his no, job. No, but I don't believe in doing that. That's not my style. I'm just saying it does bother me and I don't think it's ethical, but no, I will not get in the weeds like that. I would never do that. That's not my, that's not my thing. Gotcha. And, and I won't even share who it is here, but I just don't think it's right. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. And that's how I feel about that. All right, now that I got that off my chest, let's get into the three mistakes that people are making on Ozempic that are taking it. Number one, they are not eating enough protein. That is a fact. Okay, if you do not eat enough protein, whether you like it or not, you're not going to like it. You're not going to enjoy it. Unfortunately, Ozempic will take away the joy from eating. In terms of that, you're not going to enjoy it, but it's critical that you get in enough protein or you are going to lose lean mass. So let me ask you this while we're on the topic of Ozempic. How can you tell an Ozempic body so that your listeners can, can hear from you? I know you could tell and I could tell, but. Yeah, I can tell they get Ozempic body looks actually similar to when people are dieting down for a pre, a competition or no, not a competition. Ozempic body looks like Conor McGregor when he was shed all that weight, the water weight for his fight. Yes. They get gaunt. You get gaunt in the face. It's because of the rapid weight loss yes and the rapid weight loss comes in the form of a lot of lean muscle tissue yep and the the weight comes off in different places it's just like a lot of rapid fat loss also when it's rapid your skin doesn't adjust as quickly so you get like a saggy gaunt face yep okay and you get very just like you lose your muscle tone you get skinny arms you get skinny legs yes you lose muscle tone because when you're on the weight loss dosage of these medications, they curb your appetite so much, it makes it difficult to eat. And the last thing you want to eat is protein. And another way of telling is what Peter, Dr. Peter Tia says, they're skinny fat. Basically, they're skinny, but they have a lot. Their body fat goes up. Yeah, so up. they're just very skinny. The muscle tissue goes down, yes. Oh, sorry, guys. So what I would recommend is you're going to have, just like you would have to track macros if you're trying to be in a deficit, you don't have to track in that regard when you're on Ozempic, but you have to track to make sure you're getting in the adequate amount of protein. Yes. So you need to tabulate it. What I would recommend is liquid. I was going to say that, liquid. It's going to be if, easier. If, if you have a hard time with the food part, the solids, liquid. Yeah, yes, so, so like a lot of times pe people who've done bariatric surgery, they're given the same protocol. Get your protein in and don't eat carbohydrates first. Always eat protein first because you're going to be too full if you eat the carbs first. So you got to get in your protein. I would recommend liquid. Yep. The other thing it, that people are doing is they're not getting in enough fiber because they just feel oh, full and just not good, right? Yeah. Nauseous. And what's happening is it's, messing up their regularity and you could get like a compacted bowel and it could be like deadly isn't it crazy that they almost discovered the miracle drug but it's still not a miracle because it comes with its side effects it still yeah. hasn't even they haven't mastered it yet because look what the, the body types that are coming together and it's really not like you said they don't really want to eat so your body needs nutrition you guys for yeah. your skin your nails your hair especially ladies so you're not getting enough protein it definitely shows yeah and like people get so obsessed with the getting skinny that they forget, wait a minute, I'm trying to get skinny to be healthy. But if I'm getting skinny at the expense of my health, why am I trying to get skinny? Exactly. Why you guys want to cheat the game? Shortcuts. No, Stop with that. I don't, I don't agree that man. it's a shortcut for everybody, though. I don't man. agree with that. I do believe. Didn't you walk off 100 pounds? Yes or no? Yeah, I did. Okay. I, I'm, I got down almost 100 okay, pounds, Okay, but too. I also, I'm not going to sit here and say that if Ozempic, back then, if Ozempic was a thing, I would have taken, I would have been first in line. I would have sold my soul to the devil I get that. for Ozempic. I understand that, but there's a lot of nutrition information, tracking, there's different ways you could do it. You don't have to trick a shortcut. I agree. Everybody wants the I would have taken way. the shortcut, though. I'm not going to sit here and lie to my listeners here and say that I would have, wouldn't have done it. It comes with a side effects, though. Look what it's doing to people. I Even agree. Dr. Peter Tia is saying it. But he's coming I out think, speaking against it. Okay. But I do feel like you could take it and avoid these mistakes 
and get a better get a good result i do but i do agree with you in terms of people who are doing it to lose the vanity weight which most people i see are doing it to lose the vanity weight you know there's one a real housewife she's real housewife in new jersey she literally all she cares about is that she wants to be skinny she goes yeah i wasn't pooping every day and i ignored it and i ended up in the hospital with a compacted bowel but it is what it is i don't really care as long as i'm skinny i'm like this girl is crazy yep next next thing she's gonna be dead yeah, it's, it could You can't kill play you. around with that toxic in your so body. So the third mistake, besides not getting in enough fiber, now it's the third thing is ignoring constipation. You have to monitor your regularity because that risk is, it's scary if it happens. And yeah. it's a domino effect of not getting in enough fiber, probably not drinking enough water. You just don't even feel like you want anything in your stomach. Yeah, you don't want toxic waste inside of you. You want it outside of you. You want it to go. And just ignoring side effects in general, just because you're so desperate to be skinny that you're going to ignore side effects. Listen, the whole point, and it truly does improve your health in terms of, listen, the higher your body fat percentage is, the more at risk you are for many diseases. That is a proven fact. If you are overweight and you have excess body fat, you are at risk and you are not a healthy person. I don't care what your blood markers say. I don't care. Right. I'm tired of the whole body positivity movement to begin with. It's not healthy. No, it's not. I make I'm passionate about helping women get healthy. Yes. And I do have clients that take that are taking Ozempic and I'm passionate about helping them do it in the right way and helping them come off of it and transition off of it. I don't always agree with the ones that decided to take it, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to help them through it and try to get the best experience out of it. And like I said, it's because I'm not going to be a liar and say that I wouldn't have taken it either like i said i even crossed my mind when i got a little desperate about the menopause weight i wonder if it's just mainly women if men are doing it too <gasps> that's a good question yeah because you're just talking about women and uh, i wonder I if men are jumping any on the... men who are taking no it. i don't either none at all and if they are they're probably super secretive or quiet i haven't paid attention to see how they look yeah we know men are taking other things but get jacked we yeah. know that but here here's a perfect example guys we don't always agree him and i don't always agree nope. he gets he sees it on tv of someone taking ozempic and he talks shit about it and he yep. says they're taking the shortcut and we get into it about it yep. because i get a little defensive i don't always feel i don't think it's a shortcut oh, well. i think it's they're utilizing technology like modern science and hey a cool medicine came out i've always said that i would stand behind something oh, that worked okay let me let me re- let me go back then People who are abusing it, like celebrities who just want to lose an extra 10 pounds. So you're, always, you're only talking, so why are, no, I, I, you're me, lying. Because you you talk shit about Oprah. She's not abusing it for 10 pounds. She has had an obesity issue did, her entire did say, life. Did you not say it would have helped our mothers? Our mothers were right. huge, obese. They would have saved it. It would have saved my mother. She I know. She longer. That's exactly. Different. But no, she but why, then overweight. why did you call, why did you say Oprah was taking a shortcut and you talked shit to the TV? Yeah, you did. She looks thin to me already. She didn't look that big. Because she took Ozempic. Oh, I didn't know. I, I've seen her in her other years. She didn't look that big to me. She's no, lost a lot of weight before She's struggled. Past. She's been like, my mom My mom gained and okay, lost 100 pounds like four times in her life. And ultimately, she had other issues that led to her death. But one of the main things that caused her was fatty liver that turned into cirrhosis of the liver and then high blood pressure that affected her kidneys. So her liver and kidneys went. Those were all related to obesity yeah and i lost my mother to and she would have a hundred i would have been a mom there's a new thing ozempic she would have been a, oh give me some my mother too <laughs> diabetes not messing messing with her weight and so I, i'm sad like to think wow that would have been a game changer for her so i yeah. think it's an amazing medication but just like with anything humans ruin everything yes they do freaking ruin everything they do always f up a good thing all right we're moving on now that moving we've had on. a nice little argument let's move on to the seven signs that you are in a lasting marriage agree to disagree <laughs> all right this is based on couples therapists that have worked with many couples in in that are in therapy for their marriage and they have noted that, that there are seven patterns in couples that have strong marriages that make it. And this was taken off of the Lewis Howes Instagram. So I'm going to give him credit for that post. He's It's a great Instagram account, let's, by the way. Let's see. So the first thing is those couples that have made it had boundaries with family. They put the relationship first and had clear boundaries with family. They didn't vent to them about issues or make decisions based on what their families wanted. They did what was best for their partnership together and nothing to do with their family. That is a super fact. Super fact? We've never had to vent or ask permission or nothing or get approval. I've never vented to my family 
about you ever. Me neither. Not once. I, no I, friends. No, like I've always protected. That's important. I think it's important not to vent about your nope. partner. If you're feeling the need to vent about your partner, there's probably some serious problems with the relationship. Like I, like I told you in private, I've heard like how guys talk about their wives and it's not good. I don't like it. Like that's your partner. Why are you talking? Yeah. That's your mother of your children. Why yeah. are you talking all like that about it? That's not cool. I know. Not like really bad. Yeah, like real bad. Real you know, bad. Great is your woman. Like no, especially if it's your wife, bro. Look what's wrong with you. Yeah, I know. Like people are you're crazy. you stupid or something, man? Yeah. All right. The ne- I mean, isn't that the person you love? Exactly. Mother of your children. You better respect her more, homeboy. She's carrying your babies in there, man. All right. So the next trait is they made light of each other's quirks. They appreciated and acknowledged the quirks in each other, even if they were at times annoying. They made light of them and were never hypercritical. That's us, too. I was pretty impressed with this list, by the way, because I was like, okay, we have a chance. We have a good chance because mm. we, we do that. I feel yeah. like we make light of each other's quirks. You make fun of me. Yeah. You and Tyler are always harping on me for being little Miss Perfect or yeah. whatever you guys do. Or, or the volume in your voice. Sometimes, babe, turn your voice down. Oh, because I'm loud. She's loud. You guys Portuguese know. She's loud. I'm so, loud. Yes, she is. Yes. Or like your quirks. You got plenty of quirks. I'm sure I do. I'm not perfect. We talk about them on this podcast. Yep. Like not to get off topic and facts. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I can laugh at myself, too. You can make fun of me, and I don't take it all personal. Oh, my goodness. All right. The next thing is they have been through really dark times. They had all been through really difficult periods where they were at a crossroads and even had second thoughts, but they choose to stay together and work through it. This establishes trust. I get that, that it establishes trust. That makes sense. Yeah. Because every time you go through something and you make it through, it gives you like, it strengthens you. Instead of weakening you, I feel like it strengthens you. And we actually talked about this a couple episodes ago. I feel like I've said the dark times made us stronger. And I think this is why. Because it makes you feel like, shoot, if we got through that, oh, we can get through anything. That's true. You're right about that. Yeah. That's what it makes me feel like. So it does give you, you know, it gives you more trust in the relationship. In the beginning, it was bumpy between us. Probably due to me being a fool. In the relationship yeah. or in the marriage? We're talking about marriage. Oh, I thought in the relationship. Oh, I was thinking relationship. No, but I'm asking. I'm you just know, asking you to be. I mean, yeah, we went, to, through, say we, it. we went through dark times in the, in the marriage too. Look what I went through. Look what I put you through. Hell. Yeah. 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 Our relationship, I would say more. Yeah. Where I can say with 100% honesty that in our marriage i've never been at a true crossroads where i thought we weren't going to make it but in our relationship absolutely i had some times where i thought mm, you know what maybe this is too much for maybe me this, maybe this guy's a little too yeah untamed mm-hmm. beast for mm-hmm. sure i get it but in our marriage no even though even when you had your mental break it never yeah. crossed my mind that i wouldn't and, and I, I, pretty much i put you through a test because how many women? I wish. Let's take a poll. How many women do you guys think would stick by their man? They went through that, try to unalive himself and be there for him and pick up the pieces. I after. think a lot of women would. You think so? You don't think they'll jump ship and think, man, this isn't the man I married. He's not the same person. Yeah, I don't know. Might spook know. him. You I know, guess I it know. depends on the strength of their marriage and emotional bond. Yeah, you're right. Because I was a lot. I was heavy. Yeah. All right. The next thing is they fought. They got on each other's nerves. They fought. And were frustrated with each other at times, but they knew how to navigate conflict, bounce back, and move forward. It's another one I think we do well. We fight well. Yeah, we've gotten into it. We've had some blowouts. Yeah, but we fight. We can fight. I like that. I think I've said that on here before. I enjoy the fact that we can fight. Like, we can have an argument, like a healthy, like, just, it's healthy to yeah. argue. Yeah. Not a physical fight, you guys, because no. you'll lose that one. No, not a physical it's, fight. It's Come just on. an argument. Yeah, I'm joking. No, because I, I, <laughs> it, it, this comment made me reflect on my previous marriage. You're right. People would think, oh, because it didn't, it wasn't successful. Obviously, we, we ended up in divorce and people would think, wow, you guys must have fought a lot. We actually did not fight. It was the treatment you'd hate, despise. We didn't fight very much. We didn't have, we didn't have blowouts. We didn't, and a lot of times it was, I just wanted to keep the peace all the time. And I always felt like I was walking on eggshells and there was a lot of passive aggressive behavior, but we actually didn't fight. And so that actually is not healthy. 
to not fight or to Argue not or only disagree or not something? only not fight or and I'm talking about not physical, obviously. Yes. But yes. not only not fight, but not have a good style of fighting where you just can have a healthy argument and disagreement and then recover from it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to be careful with the words you say too when you fight. Yeah. You can Those be can a little stay. mouthy sometimes with your words. I'm probably. a little more careful than you are. Yeah, you probably are. But I have my moments. We both do. <laughs> but I do. I've always appreciated that about our relationship that I feel like we can argue and yeah. we get over it very quickly. Sometimes I, I think that took some getting used to for you. I think you sometimes want to hold on to it a little longer and you almost get irritated like this chick's over it already. <laughs> I'm still I got, mad. I got my mother's crazy side, man. My mother was a fighter. Trust me when I tell you guys, a fighter and then some. Yeah. Okay. The next thing is they had difficult conversations. They communicated regularly and were open to each other's perspectives. They didn't cope by avoiding or denying. Emotional regulation was present. So conversations rarely become explosions. I think this is one we could work on personally. I think we have difficult conversations, but I do think that they do, they can become explosions when we have a difficult conversation. Yep. So I'm going to be honest with that one. I think that this is something we could work on. And I've, we've talked about it, like when we communication, we need yes. to communicate. I'm getting better. I do feel like we are getting better. But yeah, there are times when we've even been on walk and talk. <laughs> We're not a full blowout yeah. <laughs> on our walks when we do our little walks on the, and then we go on Instagram. Yep. Yes. So we have our moments. I don't want to get be on here and be like, oh. We get we do this one and we do this one because no, the, no, this is one I think that we could work on. What do you think? Probably, yeah. Anything? I'm not the best communicator. No, no. You no. you could be explosive. Yeah, more so than me. Probably. If I become explosive, it's bad because I have a kind of a long fuse. So if I blow up, then it I'm just rage. Because I don't really rage. And it's that tough because you're a woman. I can't do nothing. You. I can just get angry. I can't physically. If it's a man, it's a different ball game. But yeah, sometimes my temper gets the best of me. You know? Yeah. So we we have things to work on. Everybody does, though, right? Yeah, we can't. We're gonna sit up here and act. Oh, we're so perfect, and look at our life on Instagram. Like people pretend. Oh, no. no, no. We bump heads. I and feel like we've. I we I've always and, tried to be very honest because I don't want people to set an unrealistic standard. I think we have a great marriage and a good relationship, but in a great marriage and in a good relationship is arguments, is explosions, is breakdowns in communication, is disagreements, is irritation, annoying. Oh, all the no, things. I, I know what I know how I pissed you off. I changed my mind a lot on you. Oh, last God. second. I know. I'm you, guilty of that. It's I flip a switch. Like, no, let's do this. Or, oh, no, we're going to do that. He does. He like, he tells me <laughs> what he wants. Oh, we're going to do this and this. And I'm I'm like, ready. Okay. And then he like switch. He switches his mind so many times. But if he gears. doesn't switch his mind and then I'm a little off schedule, I'll never forget. Not that long ago. He wanted, he's going to go to the gym at six. And I wasn't ready at six. I was ready at 610. He exploded. He was freaking pissed like the world was over let me tell you guys do you want to know how many times we've actually left for the gym at six since then zero, zero. sometimes he's ready at 605 sometimes he's ready at 635 guess who's always ready at six and i just sit there waiting for this guy just to be ready because i want to avoid that explosion tell Guilty. Admit it. Is that true? Guilty, Do you yes. remember when you flipped out when I wasn't ready? You were just like it was the end of the I, world. I plead the fifth. <laughs> no comment. Oh, my God. No comment, Your Honor. You are crazy no. sometimes. I know I am. My brain, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, like for whatever reason, <laughs> that day, it's like they were going to give us a million dollars at the freaking gym doors. I don't know what I was going through, man. Maybe I was going through withdrawals. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on this ADHD oh brand of mine. Oh, my God. You kill me sometimes. All right. The next thing is. Me. I do. The next thing is they let each other be themselves. That's important. There was a base level of respect and admiration for each other rather than a desire to change each other. This freedom brought out the best parts of each of them. This is probably my number one best favorite thing about our relationship. Yep. Me too. Is for the first time in my entire life, I feel like I have met someone that 
loves me exactly for who I am and doesn't want to change me. Not one bit. Whether there are things about me that you don't like, you still don't try to change them about me. No. You're just, and you, you'll oftentimes stick up for me with other people. Hey, look, she doesn't like to do that, so I don't push her or whatever. And I feel like I do that with you too. I've always said, you've even said before, oh, should I cover up my tattoos or should I not tell someone I went to prison or whatever? I'm like, no, that's who you are. You, yeah. you it, own who you are and embrace who you are. I do. Don't make anybody make you feel like you need to hide something about yourself or that it's less than because your true self attracts your tribe. That's true. You're and right that's why that. I feel like we have a successful podcast because we have attracted our tribe and we have been unapologetically ourselves. That's true. On Facts. this show, on my channel and in our marriage. Yeah. And I once felt like that I needed to change all these things. I remember being in therapy, marriage therapy, and being given a list of things I needed that wasn't to change. Me. That wasn't me, you no, guys, by the way. No, Given a list, <laughs> a list of things I needed to change about myself. What if I don't want to change those? That's who I am as a person. And I felt like I... A list. I didn't flourish until I could really be myself. And then I never was super close always, not to get back, not to get off topic, but with my dad. There you go. I was never really close with him. I was very close with my mom. So I didn't have super a lot of exposure to him one-on-one, -on -one, especially as an adult. But in the last two years, I experienced the narcissism because I had that one-on-one -on -one experience with him. Yeah. And in that two years, he had his thumb on me. He held me down. Yep. He held me down that's bad. What, that's what your brother told me too. He and he's done that to my other siblings because yep. they had a different relationship with him. But I was always on the outskirts, wild child, doing my own thing, close with my mom, and I would yep. talk to my dad through my mom. So I never experienced it before. But he didn't want me to be myself either, and I realized that in the last two years, he wanted to control everything that I was doing and did, and it was yeah. really strange. It is strange. But that's one thing that I truly appreciate about us. So take that advice, ladies. If somebody's trying to change you and don't like you for who you are and wants you to be a different person, yeah. Out. So but don't do it either to the, the guy either as well. You yeah. Know? Don't try to change people. No. Okay. You're meeting people as adults you, or you're already with your partner, right? Like you can't try to change your partner. Who you are as a person is who you are. Like you are... It's at your core. It can't be changed, even if it's temporary. Like yeah. you'll make temporary changes and then you'll fall back into who you are. Yeah. And another thing is don't, ladies, don't try to be someone's mother. We have one mother. That's it. Yeah. But you know what? I, I disagree with you on that because some men maybe want that mother figure. And maybe that's what works for them. I don't think you can dictate. I think maybe. you can say, I need a woman who's not going to be okay. like my mother. But you can't tell every lady to do that because she could say, hey, my husband actually likes that. Fair enough. Everybody's different. You got to find Fair your play. person, though. Find your person. And Fair then play. it makes life so much easier. So I like, just hear a guy talk like, what does B think? She's my mother. I've heard that a well, hundred yeah, times. But so I'm, just I'm sure a lot of men feel that way, a hundred percent. But I'm sure there are men that don't as well. Be, yeah, like I can, I think probably my experience would say otherwise. Anyways, moving mm, on. The yeah. last thing is they were friends. They genuinely enjoyed spending time with each other. They were excited to come home and catch up after a long day. And friendship was the basis of their relationship. I think we just, ironically, this post I just came across, but we talked about a lot of this recently. And I did, I do believe that. Like I said, I feel like even if we were not married we have the capacity to be best friends like we would yeah. be homies we'd get along yeah right? real good mm -hmm. and i think that's a big that's we're very, very much alike yeah and i think that's actually i think that is why we were drawn to each other because when you were first training me we just like instantly hit it off as friends yes like we just talked and talked like we could yep. normal just natural just flow so natural and for those of you guys don't know we're literally coincidentally we're both Aquariuses, and I'm we're literally we're born four days apart. I'm a year older than her, but four days apart. So our sign is like right there with each other. We're damn near born on the same day. Yeah, yeah. And I and then we actually, again, it's a continuation off some of these previous episodes, and it says like you bond. Some of those chemicals come off because of similarities, similarities. and familiarities. Yes. And we right away we're like, oh no way, you're an Aquarius, I'm an Aquarius. Da -da 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 -da. You do. You bond with people, and I have a lot of Aquarius friends. My I do close too. friend Mauricio. Some of my family members, my friend's dad, a lot of people are Aquarius mm -hmm. that I know. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I've always gravitated towards Aquariuses as well. Yeah, we're kind of free-spirited, but we don't take shit from people either. Yeah, it's kind of very thing. interesting characteristics that are yes. very specific to Aquariuses. And yep. just it's like an unspoken thing. Yep. You just know yes. about each other. Mm-hmm. But I do feel that it's important to have a genuine friendship with your partner that's separate from like the physical attraction stuff. Because sometimes, you know, relationships ebb and flow. Yes, they do. And we even talked about this recently because I was talking about how I went back and watched some of those old episodes and I was actually like irritated watching you thinking like what an ass you were in that episode we must have been and you said we must have been in a little bit of a funk at that time or something we weren't probably like vibing that well probably not and marriage is like that you guys it's not always going to be on the up and up there's ups and there's downs yes i always remember um who is that who who is it that was that's been together a long time um meg ryan and um, antonio banderas i think it's them i think they've been together for a really long time yeah if it's not them, I apologize, but it's a couple that said the reason we are together for a long time. It's not that we've fallen in and out of love. Like many times we've always loved each other, but we've fallen in and out of love many times because relationships, they ebb and flow. Yeah. And if you just have it in your mind, you set your mind just like with anything else. Cause the mind is so powerful, man. You just it? set your mind like, Hey, this is our marriage and we're going to stick it out because we have the foundation we have all the, a lot of things going for us. Anyone, yes. any marriage has things to work on, but yep. you just have, but you also have to have the mindset. If some, if something goes down, we're going to get through it. We got to, we can't have one foot. Like if this ever happens, I'm out. Yes. If this happens, I'm out. Yeah. That's a dangerous mindset. Yep. We'll because stick, it's almost we'll like, ride it out together. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. You when be you careful. do that, mm-hmm. you have to be really careful. And I don't know. I've said this before. A lot of people will say, Marriage is a lot of work. It's so difficult. Man, we've heard that so many times. I, before I even got married, our friends of mine were like, divorce, don't mm-hmm. do it, dude. No way. Don't do it. Don't sign that paper. No, you don't want to do it. It's too hard. I'm telling you. They were trying to talk me out of it. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm not getting married. I'm going to be single forever. And I'm mad at two. So I was, yeah. I was on the market it for so long. It doesn't have to be difficult. Though. No, it doesn't. It's because you don't find the right person. If it's yeah. too much work and you got to work at it. And, or here's a telltale sign. If you're not looking forward to coming home to seeing the person you love or married to that there's a that's a problem yeah because we both been there yeah we don't want to go you home want, when you want to go home and see you're excited when they're home or you pull into the driveway and you look at your house and you're happy that's a good sign yes true so, very true yeah and you know what you guys it's never too late to live a totally different life if you're in a miserable relationship true sometimes you gotta cut your losses and start a start a again because like, I don't want you guys to end up like my mom who never got to experience true companionship and, and love like she deserved. Don't stay in it for the comfort. Don't no. do it. Don't sink with the Titanic, man. Don't no. drown. Because then you're going to look back one day and be like, damn, Mike and Janine said that to me 10 years yeah. ago. Why didn't I listen? There's life on the other side of that yes. tough period. It's hard yes. to, to move on sometimes. But there is a beautiful life on the other side yes. of that hard time, that brief hard time that you'll have to go through. Yep. And remember, we only live one life. You got to make the best of it. And I don't care if you're in your 50s, 60s. Look at The Golden Bachelor. You still have time yes. to still alive find love and joy and end and this life on a good note. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will see you on the next one.